what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Faith in the Wild. We're tired this morning. <laughs> we are. It's early. Good morning, everybody. Well, whenever they see this. Oh, good yeah. morning, well, good afternoon. Well, it's good morning for us. Good evening, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm exhausted. Have not slept, but we're here. That's your fault. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to move past that. Um, man, I feel like we've got so much love from the first episode, and um, it makes me happy that we have been uh, receiving that love, you know? I, I think... It's again. It's important for us to share our struggles, and I think that that's the whole point of faith in the wild, right? During this pandemic, we've seen a lot of people struggle, you know, with their mental, and I think they're just oh, yeah. faced with reality. And I think, you know, it's important to have that outlet for us to be real about the things that we're going through because we're not the only ones that are going through things. Yeah. For the first thing I feel like they usually happens is a lot of people feel lonely. Yeah. Right, and they feel like nobody understands. And I guess for us, right, we just want to say that we understand, even though all of all of us, our situations look a lot different. Um, but today. Lord, it's today, that family, that family talk. Today is important because I think the conversation about families always overlooked or just Absolutely. doesn't happen or it just doesn't happen. It doesn't. I think most of the time it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I, that fear. Right. So my question, I guess, to the people is like, what happens when you're trying to have faith with family? You know, um, I just feel like this going this block. They shut down because who wants to bring up basically add fuel to the fire? Because I feel like there's everybody has family issues. Yeah. Um, disagreements. There's families that don't talk, you know, mm -hmm. um, and they don't want to add more fuel to the fire. or They feel embarrassed or ashamed. But I feel like there's nothing wrong with pointing out that yeah. stuff because I feel like that helps you grow and realize maybe some toxic tendencies that you had that you never realized. Right. And no, that's 100%. And what, what's crazy uh, with family, I feel like, is, um, like we said, right, the conversation either doesn't happen or it's always overlooked. And I'm going to speak to, like, Latinos because that's what we are. <laughs> uh, what we often see is, um, especially... I'm going to say this, like, especially for, for like, young men growing up, it's always, like, there's the space. Not I'm going to take that back. For just kids in general growing up in Latino households, it's, like, I don't think a lot of safe spaces are created for kids to express themselves um, and to really just learn. Mm -hmm. Because I 100% believe in a lot of different households, a lot, a lot of the older generation, they believe life should be lived a certain way. And that is not always correct, you know, and the way that they impose it on their kids, um, I think sometimes can be a little harsh. And it, I think it could literally make or break somebody. Like, it can because if if it goes on generation after generation after generation mm -hmm. and no one's breaking the cycle or speaking on it, right. it's going to keep going until... You know, grandkids, right. great grandkids, great great grand. It's gonna keep yeah. on the end. It's never gonna. It's never gonna end. It's gonna be a revolving cycle. Right. And the thing is, like this is like at the end of the day. All right. Well, I, I do want to say this first. Something that I've learned is like really just having grace. Right. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's just no matter how much trauma somebody can carry from their family, hurt, pain, whatever, however you want to phrase it, I think grace is super important to have because when you think about it, like. I almost feel like sometimes you can't you can't blame some of the older generation for just how they are. 
because nobody taught them, mm-hmm. right, about they grew certain up in different things. Times. Right, they grew up in different times. So I think I know a lot of people who they carry a lot of hurt and trauma against their parents, grandparents, or other family members, and um, depending on the situation, whatever. I just feel like keep, we should always keep in mind to have grace mm-hmm. for them because even though it hurts, the things they might have said to us or done to us, it's important to understand that we have to forgive them and forgiveness is not for the other person it's for us mm-hmm. and that's that super important because if you don't know how to forgive you're going to be stuck in a mindset you're going to be stuck in habits you're going to be stuck in in such a way that's not going to help you grow at all Absolutely. and we it's so like especially today it's so like popular and cute to say break generational curses and all these different things but we never actually do the work because one we don't know how to forgive mm-hmm. we don't know how to have grace you know, all those different things. And people are constantly stuck in cycles. All, and, like, you end up literally in, um, I don't know if you ever heard of this 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 old tale. It's about the man who's, like, trying to roll a stone up a hill. And he constantly keeps falling back down. And he's trying to roll it up again. I think so, but I'm not sure. All right. So, well, there's an old story. It's a guy who was pretty much being tortured, in, in a sense, where he's trying to get this stone up a hill. Like, it's huge ball, like, up the hill. And he, every time he's about to get there, the ball rolls all the way back down. He has to start all over. Mm-hmm. That's how our life often looks like. When we continue to waste energy on things that just don't matter. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to let go. We have to learn how to heal and how to like have grace, not only for the other people, but for ourselves too. Um, again, our first episode was about struggles, and we painted it in, in a different way uh, that catered to us in our life. Um, I mean, there was a lot more we could have shared, but, you know, obviously... We're not here to put all of our business out here. But at the end of the day, a lot of us struggle with family. We do. We struggle with family and we're carrying things that we need to let go of. So today, I want to focus on your story and I want you to be real and raw and honest as you want to be. Um, because be fun. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's interesting, a lot of the conversations that we had. And I, I think it's, it's important to, um, you know, walk some of our followers through your story, first of all, and then really just share your perspective and maybe some of the things that that you might be carrying. No, absolutely. I'll, you know, share as much as I feel comfortable with, of course, Um, because I know there's a lot of people out there that even from our first episode, just from the little stuff that we did share, they were so appreciative and grateful because it's just like a lot of people don't want to share their stories. A lot of people, you know, are embarrassed or just feel some type of way sharing it because it's just like yeah family seeing it friends seeing it it's just like shots being blown it's not shots being blown it's just more of me speaking helps i feel like free myself a little bit mm-hmm. it helps take the thoughts out of my head yeah and it just makes me sometimes understand it because even though i might write i feel like sometimes the verbiage makes you think more into it yeah um just because when we kind of talked about this last night like mm-hmm. god is the biggest humbler yeah. So can't critique something or say something and expect someone else to do it, do it if you're not doing it. Right. So I feel like that definitely helps. But yeah, let's let's be a fun, fun talk. Yeah. So I think I want to start off with um, if you're OK with 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 sharing this above first, starting off with um, your dad and then um, unfolding from there. Okay, we'll go from there. So my dad, if whoever didn't watch the last episode, passed when I was 13. Um, And it was the biggest heartbreak because I'm my dad's only girl. Mm -hmm. I was the only girl from my dad's side. 
So what was I? I was a daddy's girl. I hated my mother. <laughs> <laughs> my father gave me whatever I wanted. Um, uh, and I grew up in a military household. My father was a Marine. Um, so being up early was just, it was no issues. You had to be up early, be out the door, fold the bed a certain way. And when I was younger, I was such a slob. Oh my God. I was such a slob. And yeah, I put my sister through it because we shared a room. Mm. Um, because, so we used to live in a bad area and my dad refused to have me go through that process. He's like, nah, we're, we're not doing this, especially I'm the baby, like, yeah, yeah. no. Um, so we moved from one area to a town over, which was, to be completely honest, we were the first Puerto Ricans on the block, mm -hmm. you know? Cause you know, back then it was more of like, it's just like how today is like, keep things certain high, whatever, so certain people can't come yeah. in. My parents made it happen. Um, so he got closer to his work. My dad was worked for General Motors. Um, so it was closer to work. It was more family. So I got I got blessed with that um, at a very young age. I think I was either five or six. My parents like we moved and whatever. And I have more siblings from both uh, parts of my family. So we all moved whatever. But man, there there's so it's funny because you know how they say like how can you remember things being so young? I remember so many things. Yeah. It's so crazy. And the Thank sad you. thing is, they're not... All, it's some good. I'm not trying to knock it. But some of it is... A lot of it's bad. Mm. Like, I grew up in a very hostile <laughs> household and very argumentative. Um, and I feel like that came on me a little bit because I feel like I don't know how to sometimes deal with my anger <laughs> yeah, yeah. or my... Um, I, I'm no type of person. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there. Like, I hold feelings in. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to brush underneath the rug, brush underneath the rug. And then just the smallest thing happens. And it's just, like, unleash the Kraken. Right, right. Like, that's how I feel. And it's so bad. It's so bad because I was so young, you know. And then I grew up with our family. I grew up with so many cousins and everything. And I love family. Like, I love family. And I feel like that's why I'm so big. I'm eventually one day having my own. Yeah. Um... And then, so once my dad passed, so my dad was, my mother knew my dad was sick. Mm -hmm. They were married for, I just learned this like not too long ago, from, uh, for 13 years, they married in August. Um, he actually passed away, the anniversary is next month. So next month, I'm not gonna lie, will be my depressive month, so don't mind me. Um, <laughs> and like there was, there's a lot of memories in our home, but I feel like there's also a lot of bad. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God, like so bad. Like certain things are still broken and things been thrown. And you know this thing, kids, you go downstairs. So that's happened. Um, and it was just like, so I'll just jump to back to like what I was saying before. So my dad passed when I was 13. Um, I was shattered and heartbroken. My two brothers from my mother's side came to pick me up. And I'm thinking, oh, he's he's awake. Um, I'll share this. My dad was a diabetic. He had numerous hearts uh heart attacks and strokes um and then he would start taking this medication that we didn't know until years down the road that gave him a brain aneurysm so when we wow. thought he was okay it's like oh like my dad's a fighter like mm -hmm. like my dad's a fighter he got this um and he did it and the the hardest thing i know from 
my mother, which I judged her for a very long time for, and mm-hmm. actually, I won't say hated her, but I just had a grudge against her for so long for it, is when you have to sign that paperwork to be like, you got to pull them off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was the worst thing. And we had everybody at the house, everybody. And of course, what well, Latin family does not have family drama at a, a funeral. <laughs> like, um, so it was a lot of that. And it was just, the kids were downstairs, but I'm nosy, so I listen to everything. Um, <laughs> um, and it was also, you know, it was my house, my room and everything. Um, it, was a lot, it was a lot of arguing because certain people were not supposed to come and certain people still think they should have came. And this was my father's wishes. And being a Latin family, you always honor the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't go against to what they say because if not, they're going to come and haunt you for the rest of your life. Listen. Yeah. Listen. I, I do believe in that, though. You always honor the dead. <laughs> um, and it was just so much. It, um, it really broke me. I told you, I went through my rebellious phase. So my dad was old school Rican. You know, you marry a Puerto Rican, you keep our our culture going. You have long, dark hair. My hair, for people that know me since I was a kid, I was known for the girl with the ponytail, and my hair was passed, like, down there. Um, And I went through this rebellious phase. Like, I cut my hair, which was, of course, against my father's wishes. Um... I started drinking you. <laughs> I would say like probably like 14-ish. I started drinking. I started my mom started allowing me to go to parties. I think she knew I was going through that like rebellious phase a little yeah. bit, like just trying to deal with the hurt. And that's how I was dealing with it. And which was of course not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just like you know, I lost my dad. Yeah. Like everybody else had him for so long. And it's just like I literally just turned 13. And I'm not sure if you remember, we came to visit. When y'all was still in Florida. Mm-hmm. And my dad has retirement papers ready. So after I finished sixth grade, we were supposed to move near yeah. you guys. Um, and he passed before he even finished, which which was which sucked. Um, we still actually have like the paperwork and everything. It's it's so crazy. And whatever. So it's a funeral. It was that's like the most memorable thing. But I have certain blockages, like I just don't want to remember. I do yeah. it on purpose because it's just I don't think no one prepares you to lose a parent. You you don't expect it to happen. You feel like your parents are gonna live forever. And something I've learned over the years, um, as I got close a closer bond with my mom, while we're even though we're growing up and having fun and we want to go out and do this, our parents are getting older. Mm-hmm. And it's just like as they're getting older, you know, yeah, we're gonna spend more or less time with them, especially during that like awkward teen, early twenty phase. You just want to go out, do college life, yeah. do all this other stuff, and you just forget they get older. And that's why I feel like I have such a close bond with my mom now. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a while, like I said, I held a grudge against my mom. Um, what else? It's uh, you. You weren't around for this, but there was family drama at the actual darn funeral. Like, yeah, I was. I don't think I was there. <sighs> It's and, and now I have to laugh at it. Like I just have to laugh at it because <laughs> our family's crazy. It's, love all you guys, but we're just Puerto Rican families are just nuts. But um, well, <clears throat> I'm gonna stop it right there. So I'm the one in the family that's like I don't want to know nothing about nothing. Oh yeah, y'all can keep the drama to yourself. I don't even want to. I don't want to hear it. So I don't know anything about anything. I like that's just me. So now I hear you, and as you know, we kind of talked this last night, but that'll yeah. be something later on. Um. And I held a grudge for so long, very young, 
because, you know, I'm 13. I lost my dad. Mm. No one, like I said, no one prepares you for it. And that's like my biggest fear is death. Yeah. And like after him, I hate hospitals. As a kid, my father was so sick. I lived in the hospital. So I hate the smell of hospitals. It makes my stomach turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me 10 years to go to his grave. Wow. 10 years I didn't go. I, I couldn't face it. Because I'm expecting to go and see my loving dad, hear his laugh, hear him yell at me in Spanish or say mm-hmm. something crazy or do his, like, he had this, like, wicked witch laugh. But I loved it. It was just <laughs> so funny. Like, and it's just you go and it's, it's not there. It's just this feel that it is quiet. It is peaceful. I go now. Yeah. Um, But, man, that. And my thing is, though, I still grieve. Like, it's. Everybody like points fingers, which kind of ticks me off because it's just like, oh, you should only, it's been X, Y, Z years. Like, yeah. how long are you going to tell me I should be grieving for? Yeah. Like, everybody grieves their own way. And like, I didn't go to his grave for 10 years. So that was still a process that I like, I had to face. So I'm probably mm-hmm. still dealing with it. Um, and I had some grudges being held against family because it's just like, I'm the young one, confused, not understanding, missing school. Like, I had to, to be honest, like, they wanted to, like, keep me back because I was missing so much school. But once they found out, like, oh, she's living in a hospital basically all night, whatever. It was such a crazy year. And I held grudges against family for so long because it's just, like, oh, you you need something, we're here. Like, no offense, I'm the baby. I'm the one lost my my damn dad Mm -hmm. excuse me but it's just like i i had all these like open arms but years down the road i didn't have them anymore yeah and as i got older especially like that like i said that rebellious age it was just like what in the world like Mm -hmm. where are these people that is blood that opened arms and were there and you know helped my mom which i'm very grateful for because i was young i couldn't i didn't understand yeah signing this what this meant and this doc i like i didn't know what that means um and it was just like where is everybody like seriously yeah so that took some time to like forgive like you said before because i feel like it was doing more harm to me than good mm-hmm. and and my and i love family like I love my family. Anybody that I love or like comes family to me, I'm very protective. So it was just like another slap in the face at a young age. But me and my mom, who I would take a bullet for her. Like me and her, she don't agree with anything that I do. She don't agree with my decisions. But it might come at my my mother crazy, you know. My mother is a New Yorker. She fought her whole life, struggled. So she has that that demeanor that like i'm sorry my mom is tough i love it though <laughs> like to be honest my mom's badass like i love it though mm-hmm. and you know she's getting older and i would take a bullet for her i will fight anybody for her somebody comes at her crazy i know she'll take care of herself but my little small self because she's tall and my dad was short yeah, yeah. Um, i would jump like real fast um but yeah and and i know she still grieves it too like i know next month it's just, that day's gonna come yeah. and we're not gonna talk. It's just gonna be like, <sighs> yeah. and I'm gonna turn to a hermit, which I'm trying to break. Cause I'm trying to like, instead of having that mentality like to grieve him, I'm trying to have that mentality to celebrate him. 
because he at least was here. Right. You know, I'm here because of him. You know, he he fought for our country. He can make me laugh. I got to experience things. I'm into cars because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned a lot of stuff because of him. Like, one thing my father taught me was never depend on no man. <laughs> so I still carry that with me. Like, there's certain things that I could do that, like, I think I intimidate guys from that aspect because of my father. <laughs> and I just laugh at it. Like, but um, it was... That was the craziest, I think, heartbreak I've ever had at 13. Mm-hmm. And I've grown from it. I healed from it. I've learned to, like, I would say, like, my early 20s when my mom, when my mother and I were struggling. And it was just us. I'm sorry to say, nobody else. You know, I quit college, worked two jobs, made sure we were okay. Even I got hurt on my first job. Um, whatever I got, I gave it to her. Mm-hmm. Like I could have been a young kid or well early twenty person and just picked up in love. I'm like that's my mother. I have one mom. We don't agree to everything, which is mm-hmm. completely fine. But like, she's the only parent I have left. She's and and she is this way. She's that way. By the same time, I still love her for it. And that's my thing. What comes with like, especially having older parents. Because to be honest, I was an oops child. <laughs> I was an oops baby. I was not planned. Yeah. Like, I was not planned at all. Um, and my, my father was older. Like, mm-hmm. my, my my father was older. So um, it was not expected. And I feel like just people just expect so much, like, from their parents and to be a certain way. And they hold grudges against them. And, and I get it. But sometimes you have to let that go. Because yeah. when they're not here, I'd rather have that annoying phone call than not have it at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's why, like, I tell people, like, when I see my friends, like, argue or see stuff with parents, I'm like, listen, fix it. Yeah. Because that when you when you lose a parent, it does something to you, like, mm-hmm. mentally. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it changed me. Like, and I think at first in the beginning for the worst, because like I said, I was rebellious. Yeah. Sorry, partying young. I hit high schools. Um, I hit high school. So had to dress a certain way, rocked all the good clothes. Mm-hmm. Young, I had braids. So it was just like, I went through this rebellious phase. And like I said, I just could not see eye to eye with my mom. And a lot of people couldn't like really understand where I was coming from. Um, Because at that time, I don't think. I had friends at that time that um, had lost their parents or, like, lost anybody yet. Mm. Um, especially, like, being a daddy's girl. But now as we're getting older, like, I see people and, like, I'll comment and, like, listen. Yeah. And then I'll, like, give my words of encouragement. And they're so appreciative of it because it's just, like, people know, like, yo, Shannon lost her dad young. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's actually hurt me mm-hmm. losing my dad because... I didn't have that male figure that, you know, a male figure is supposed to show you certain things and like was look for in a man and everything. And I've had some toxic relationships and I feel like to be honest, I've gone to therapy. Um, I feel like I look for love the way I expected from my dad. Mm. And that's bad because I'm looking to replace somebody I can't replace. I'm supposed to be looking for somebody else in a different way. Right. And I feel like that hurts people because, I, like I said, I know that hurt me. I've been in some toxic relationships. So, yeah, like, oh, like next month is not my favorite month. I literally, like, 
to to my people that birthdays are in February and love February. I love you guys, but I freaking hate February. I hate it with a passion. But I'm like, I'll go visit him. I'll put something on his grave. Um, I'll talk to him, chat with him. And also near where my father is buried, so is um our uncle, my uncle and, and gra- um, grandma. So I'll see them too, which, you know, I feel like it's like refreshing because I don't have a lot of memories with grandma mm-hmm. and um, um, our uncle. Uh, I have certain memories I kind of can't remember, but not like that much. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so it was just like, I try to look at it as a positive thing. He's near this beautiful tree that we always loved. That um, when we used to go see grandma and um, his brother, my uncle, there's this beautiful tree has like these cherry blossoms. And I love when spring comes because it blooms. And I just like I stand like I stand at his grave and I look at him like, look, Poppy, our favorite tree is blooming. It's just and it's so peaceful. Like, but I I do wish I could just hug him one more time. Yeah. So that was really, I think, the most difficult and traumatic experience i had so young mm-hmm. like besides the arguing and fighting and everything else i think that messed me up like mentally and made me look at like things so differently like i said i i, I judged my mom for so long because yeah. it's just like you took my father away who said you could sign the papers and say he could go mm-hmm. but um as i got older i learned so one of my dad's wishes since my dad was, he liked to do everything himself. He was a car guy. So he did the car himself. He did yard work. But once my dad started having heart conditions, like, more tremendously, I started doing the yard work for him. Um, and I'm, I'm actually grateful to my mom now because I learned over the years for her, for them, like, getting a pool, making him swim, making him walk more, us getting dogs. I actually made him live longer. Um, and... And like I said, for a while, like, I judged her because I'm just like, how can you do this? Yeah. But she told me, like, my dad's wish. My dad was very, like, he's a military guy. Like, right. He's always on the go. Right. Um, if we weren't doing something or doing yard work, we were going traveling to Pennsylvania because I love to ride horses. Or we were going to Connecticut, mm-hmm. like, doing all these things. Or him skipping out of work or making us skip school to go shopping. <laughs> like, we were always doing something. So he was very active. So his um, his one wish was that if I become a vegetable, which is basically what he became, um, don't don't have me here. He was just like I I can't. He wanted to be. He basically, um, from my understanding, would have been like paralyzed from the neck down. Oh wow! So it was just like he was he was a vegetable, and my dad didn't want that. He's like, no, nah, just just let me go. And that's oh. what my mom did, and it sucked. Yeah. And like I said, I judged it for so long because I'm just like. So like like when we talked about last episode, like God, you cheated me, mommy. You didn't talk to me about yeah. doing this decision, and uh, man, I held a grudge for so long. But as I got like I said, I got older, more mature, understanding. I'm just like my dad would have been so miserable. Yeah. He would have been so miserable knowing how he is. He would have been so miserable, and and I know that's probably the toughest decision my mom's ever had to do. Like you have to sign this form and it's just like I yeah. I can't imagine that like like I told you my biggest fear is death mm. and I know she's getting older and we're all getting older scares the living crap out of me um but yeah dad listen losing a parent does something to you yeah. so be grateful 
fix what you guys could fix. It does more harm than good. <sighs> holding on to those grudges. Like, I feel like holding on to grudges hurt me more than it did good. That's why I was just like, I have to let things go. If I don't let things go, I'm going to be miserable. I'm always going to hug grudges. If I see this person or see that person, I'm always going to have an attitude. I'm just like, what is, what is that doing for me? Yeah. Besides hurting me and hurting my connections with people or building myself and growing. I was just like, and that's where I made a decision. I'm like, I prayed. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Whoever's done me wrong, so be it. I forgive you. And if I've ever done somebody wrong, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Let's move forward. Yeah. And if we can't, then so be it. Um, but yeah, like losing a parent, man sucks yeah. especially being so young i was supposed to be living in florida yeah instead of being in this lovely cold that we have right <laughs> <laughs> no well one thank you for that vulnerability and just being able to communicate all that um because there's definitely people out there who probably experienced something similar and they just don't know what to do right they don't know how to look at things um and they're still carrying some trauma mm -hmm. um and some pain so yeah, one big thank you for just being able to be vulnerable and speak about it. But one thing I do want to mention is that with family, like outside of the immediate family, mm -hmm. when it comes to like extended family, I just always feel like we prior they family prioritizes like lives over other lives. So what I mean by that is this: is like we don't. A lot of us really don't know each other's personal story like that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, family feels like they're entitled to have an opinion about someone else's life. Yeah. Right. So I'm hoping that this, you being vulnerable, like whatever family that wants to like tune in, like actually sits like sits there and thinks about like, damn, like I didn't know this about Shannon, you know, yeah. and maybe has a different perspective because for me, this is. I one thing that I've uh, that I've seen is like um, this, and I want to use judgment loosely because so sometimes I feel like judgment is such a harsh and heavy word. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like some people are just unconsciously like assuming that somebody's a specific way for whatever reason. But I Which just is not the feel, case, right? So, um, okay, let me not go down that road because I don't even know where I'm going. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> No, but for real, honesty. For real, I I think um I I do want to start with, um, in the household, mm -hmm. I feel like the older generation doesn't understand um that actions and words how they affect their kids Absolutely. and the people around them, because um you know for you said experiencing like you know arguing and all that type of stuff like. Yo, that sticks with people. It like, does. Or like when they get older, like it's and and I think a lot of people are living a life that um, that is a direct result of experiencing that, and it it seems so normal for them growing up. So like now they're in a place where like they're just acting like that, and they're pointing the finger at everybody else. They're saying that this, the world is wrong. Everybody else is wrong. And I don't understand why people don't understand me, like all these type of things. And I think it's important to have the conversation that like the trauma that we carry, the pain that we carry, that sometimes even the character that we're presuming modern day, like it's not only 
because of life, but it's because, like, at the end of the day, a lot of family had negative influence on us, mm-hmm. whether or not they understand it. Yeah. And, and they feel like they're not doing bad, but in reality, like, they are. It's, and there's no judging or anything. It's yeah, just, no. like, you can't always point the finger and not kind of look at yourself and reflect. Yeah. Like I said, like, last episode, sometimes, you know, I could be a problem sometimes. Yeah. I'm sarcastic when I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. Or things like that. And it's just, like, you have to realize that so you could change that aspect, but you also can't change people that don't want to be changed right they're stuck in their ways and i feel right. like that's a lot of the issues that we see no 100 percent, right just like i like we spoke about last night it's like you you cannot try to help somebody that's already made a decision mm-hmm. right that's just how it is um that's why we need god in our life <laughs> because yeah. he's the one that's gonna yes. help people but yeah so you know in the household like experiencing things especially with parents like it's so important that we monitor like or check ourselves mm-hmm. the importance of self-awareness i've heard this so many times like parents telling their kids or i've been told it's like you know think before you speak like all these different things right like i feel like phrases that have been passed down that you know it's almost like a standard to say sometimes <laughs> but like it's so like i said before right it's so easy and cute to say those things but mm-hmm. the people who are saying it they don't they're not like showing that they do that mm-hmm. they need a little humbling so it's in, I don't even know how to really make this point because I'm just like, you have to be mindful of how you speak and how you act around people. Agreed. Especially your kids, because at the end of the day, you're gonna you're teaching your kids to grow up and be a certain way that is gonna limit them from experiencing like life the way it should be experienced. Mm-hmm. If you grow up in a household where it's all arguing, right, you're gonna wake up one day and when you're older, not know how to communicate. <laughs> The people are going to struggle in relationships, and that's the honest truth. That's just what it is. It, right? it, it is. And just from what I said before, like yeah. for me missing my dad so young, I feel like I've went down path with toxic relationships, which I felt like, oh, it's completely normal or and, right. and trying to benefit like, oh, they're good or just look at that potential when reality is just like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm right. not supposed to be with this person. Like, yeah, what am I doing? And then yeah. as I got older, like I said, and doing therapy and there's nothing wrong i feel like personally yeah jump back just from that part there's nothing wrong doing therapy right because sometimes you just need that middle man mm-hmm. that could just point out certain things so that don't know you don't know the tiniest thing about you and could help pinpoint things that's yeah. just like oh you're like this because of this right and that's helped me um it's <laughs> it's it's just crazy because it's just there's so many avenues we could go with that yeah. it's just like <laughs> yeah, I think so, you know, one, you talking about like what you experienced in the household, like, you know, with your when your dad was around and then after losing a parent, right, it just starts to stack. Oh my god. It in does. terms of I'm gonna use trauma because at the end of the day that's what it all is. We all have some sort of trauma. Mm-hmm. And it all looks different, but at the end of the day, trauma's trauma and it affects us in a negative way. It does. Um so, you know, losing your dad and that sort of stacking on everything. And not only losing your dad, but the cherry on top is like, I know you wished family was there for you more. Absolutely. And I feel like I would have, I won't say came out better. That's good. That's coming out yeah. wrong because I actually love who I am and I love how much I grew since so many years ago. Yeah. But I feel like I could maybe been like on a different avenue a little bit. Right. But doing that though, and I hate this phrase, I, and I hear this from so many families. <gasps> Ooh, got the chills. Um, it's cold this morning guys for us um i i hate this it just irks me 
Well, your fingers aren't broken. You could have reached out. Yeah. When I say that, like, it mm. turns me. And I try not to get upset. I try to be from a positive standpoint and just be like, God. Yeah. Take this little part of anger that I'm feeling out of me because I could be very mean with my tongue. And I'm trying mm. to work on that. And it's so hard. I'm like, oh, don't say this. Don't say it. Don't. Don't. And yeah. I'm very verbal. And sometimes, like I said, I come off mean from what I've been told. I'm also sometimes intimidating from what I've been told. And I try not to be, but it's just like that phrase does something to me. Because I'm like, I'm the young one. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to like hold that against anybody, whoever, you know, family, friends, and just how I felt. But it's just like, like I said before, everybody had him for so long. I had him, I literally had just turned 13 he passed in february i turned 13 in november mm. and literally like we're planning to sell the house we're planning to move i'm like okay i gotta yeah. readjust and move and it's just like i was 13 i was at still at the time into sports and starting to go through liking guys and yeah. trying to figure myself out so it's just like my head's not wrapped around calling people my head's wrapped around like what the heck just happened in my life yeah like, what are me and my mom going to do? Mm. Like, how are we going to do this? I'm, I'm 13. I can't work. And at the time, yeah. my mom was still working. Um, and it's just like, I, I feel like family would have helped me. And yeah. it's just like, I don't know. One thing I want to point just, out. I don't know. <laughs> one thing I want to point out is is the importance of people understanding this. It's like you lose your dad. You wish that family was around. Of course. You know, you spoke about how, you know, you and your mom struggled. And it's like family wasn't around maybe because of personal issues That's right? True. that were probably stupid and they were probably petty. And if they would have acted mature and had a mature conversation with whatever issue or with whoever they had an issue with, right, things could have been different. And the, what the whole, what the point I'm trying to make is this, is that selfishness actually hurts somebody else. Mm -hmm. So... When you lose your dad and you're like, where's family? And then you look on the other side of the river and you see families actually upset at each other and totally disregarding that a little girl lost her father. Yeah. Right. That is our uncle or cousin or, you know, brother or whatever the case may be. You are literally adding to the damage and the trauma to that child. Yeah. Right. It's, and it's that bo it bothers me because it's like this is this is how our world operates. Right. And this is why family. One thing I don't like to hear about is like, oh, um, is basically like giving a pass to family for different things. Like, oh, that's your blood. This is your family. That's your aunt. That's your uncle. This is your this is your dad. This is your mom. This is, it's like, yo, at the end of the day, like we're all human people, human beings that have feelings. We have emotions. We're all just people. So there's no pass. There's no pass. If you add any damage or trauma to somebody else's life, I'm not giving you a free pass. You did that. And you, you have, have to, to own that boundary. up to it. Right. And that's, I'm going to get into that in a little bit because as somebody, as the person that I am now and the beliefs that I have now, right, it took a lot for me to understand about family, right? I'm not going to, we'll get into it more next episode when, when I share some stuff, but, um, just that idea of like, I really want, I wanted to drive it home to to family 
not only to our family, but like to people who are gonna watch this, like you don't understand who you're hurting mm. by holding grudges. You don't understand what you are doing. You have to let it go. You have to grow up. You have to literally be mature. Just hash it out. There's no reason to hold grudges against anybody. Mm. There's no reason to do that. And at the end of the day, you're damaging yourself. So it, it, all around, it's a bad situation. It you is. know what I mean? It's like a so, revolving circle. Right. So not so family not knowing that, and then you growing up, mm -hmm. right? Seeing experience what you experience in household. You lose your dad, then struggles with your mom. And I'm sure, right, that the struggle with your mom, it was hard for her to probably be the mother that she wanted to be because she was so focused on paying the bills mm -hmm. and trying to keep the house in order yeah right she became my mom and dad at 13. right so it was a the pressure right so mm -hmm. that faces and i think you know our family at the end of the day they they do want our best interests mm -hmm. right any family they in some way shape or form not always i shouldn't say always um we always sort of want the best or there's times that we want the best for our family but we become selfish and mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it's always like oh what about me what about me mm -hmm. and me as, as a man who has who believes in god who considers myself a christian right and understand that this life is not only about you mm -hmm. right this life is about giving it's about love it's about being super considerate because when i put my head in the book and i'm sitting here and i'm like trying to figure out life because i'm frustrated like knowing different stories right and about different people's lives and i'm like why are people like this why did people experience this all this stuff like that like how do we live better man like reading the life of like jesus he was he was always like over giving right it didn't matter like homeboy was like if he had the last drop of water last food or whatever the case may be he was like yo god will give me something else here he'll give to somebody else right same thing if, he, if somebody didn't have a shirt he'll take the shirt off his back and give it to somebody else like we it, we hear those things like giving and stuff like that but when you understand it and you you study it a lot different nobody in this world really understands what giving is what grace is nobody nobody gets it so when we start throwing around like oh this is your family this is how you should just treat them this is how you this is what you should just do or you just start assuming a lot of different things uh, for me you look like an idiot because mm -hmm. it's like these are the same people also Right. I guess I guess it's becoming more personal. Like I've heard it in families like, oh, yeah, I believe in God. Right. And it frustrates me. People are like, yeah, I believe in God. And the next thing you know, like you're judging somebody, you're condemning them like you're you're doing all these different things. Right. That are just contributing to the trauma, to the character that somebody's presuming. And it's like the definition of family is no more like it just it really isn't. It's not family's not just gathering around the table. Right? around it's, like holidays and not holidays. even then anymore and the sad part is not to right. take you off that is like i feel like we see each other like when someone passes away right why does it take that and family doesn't need to be like there are families out there that they get together all the time mm -hmm. you know and that's great but like you know to our experience is like to the people who are experiencing that family a lot of the family is distant mm -hmm. um for those that are noticing all that and they feel like it's wrong Cause I think there's there's always that one child, that one person in the family that's like, yo, why why aren't the family getting together? Like, what what's up with all this? Be the example, mm -hmm. right? Be the example. Don't waste so much energy trying to fix something that no one's gonna allow you to fix. Mm -hmm. Cause everybody's holding grudges. Everybody is is. Anyway, the whole point of this this episode, right? I really wanted to drive home is like faith and family and understanding mm -hmm. that. Um, that family contributes to a lot of our trauma and to a lot of the pain that we hold. And it takes, 
I want to say that healing is not in it's not a like an end goal, right? It's a constant journey. It's a it's a life thing. Like we're always gonna heal, right? It doesn't matter. I've heard people say like, when you heal, you can get the person for you. Yo, sometimes God uses that person for you to help you heal through certain things. We need mm -hmm. others to help you with things, but and it's I just the awareness. That. It's the awareness mm -hmm. of how you are, mm -hmm. like the the group of people that are supposed to be there for you, the group of people that are supposed to love you more, mm -hmm. and understand you more than anybody and anything else in this world, a lot of the times are the first people to contribute to your trauma, to your it's pain. It's true. And you grow up with it, and it's such a normalized thing. And, and I, I want it. people to be, like... Mindful. Mindful. Like, you have to understand... The reason why some people complain all the time, I, I don't know why I can't do this. I don't know why I don't have this job. I don't know why I don't have this person. I'm like, I don't know why da, 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 all these different things. Like you have to understand, you got to be self-aware. Oh, self-aware first. God's not going to give you something that he knows that you're going to mess up anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. The way that God deals with situations is here. It's head first. Because if you don't have the character to be able to carry a blessing, mm -hmm. you're just going to ruin everything. Right. So it's it's. I feel like I'm jumping all over the place, but it's just, I, it's, it just it's bothers me. Very yeah. <laughs> it's just, I just, it, it just bothers me because it's like family normalizes a life that isn't healthy and a, a safe space is not created for kids to be able to express themselves. Cause when you go to your mom and dad or your uncle, your cousin, and you tell them how you feel, a lot of the times family, what they're going to do is they're going to shush you. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I hate that. And what I hate too is, like, especially like families, like I have our family, then I have my other family. Yeah. Like, I'm my parents, like I said, their last kid, but they had other kids, you know, been married before and stuff. And I hate the tension between families. Yeah. I hate it. When I say I hate it with a passion, I hate it with a passion because I'm the type of person that I want to be the person that has like the nice house. Yeah. Or the day I get married and have kids and have everybody over celebrate. Right like life and love and gr and just so mm. many avenues and it's just like well this person will talk to this person or this person will get along with this person or this person sees that person huh there's gonna be a problem it's just like come yeah. on like how old are we like right. let it go and it drives me crazy too because just from my other family um i have older brothers and siblings from both sides and it's just like I grew up with them. Yeah. And it's just like there's grudges being held against this person for doing this or this person doing that. This, it's just like whatever y'all got going on, that's between y'all. Y'all need to fix it. But why am I getting impacted for it? Yeah. And there's been times where we talked about this last night. Like I told siblings, like, you're not going to disrespect our mom this way. I might not understand the full situation, but there's a, a, yeah. a boundary, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I'm very protective. Um, I might not talk to my siblings for years or months on end, which I hate. But if something, God forbid, happened, of course, I'll be the first one there. But why does it take that to happen to hear from somebody? Yeah. And and like I'm, I'm learning to, like, let, like I said, let go of grudges and stuff. But it's just like at the same time, like you said, people don't want to change. So it's just like you're draining my energy. Why am I going to be around you for? Right. And, or I don't like this person or your significant other or the way you treated this person, my other family. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have that energy. 
And it's just so draining and disappointing because, you know, they say in the Bible, you know, family's the most important thing. There's nothing uh, blood thicker than water. And when I was younger, I used to love that statement. I'm like, oh, let's not happen to me. My brother's got this. Mm. Now, I don't know if I can say that statement anymore <laughs> because I have friends that be have become family. Mm-hmm. That like I could tell them certain things I don't tell family. Yeah. Or like I sometimes had cooler relationships with like ex of uh, significant others' parents than I had with my own parent because it's just like I feel like I could talk to them. I feel like I can't talk to my mom. Yeah. And it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just like I don't feel comfortable or I feel like I'm gonna be judged or. And and I it just legit like irks me because it's just like I'm the type of person. Can we all just get along? Mm-hmm. Like that's all I want. Yeah. I just want love, happiness, celebration. All of us making money, making moves, doing what mm-hmm. we love, not being miserable, and just cutting off these toxic cycles. Yeah. And and to be honest, I feel like just from us doing this, I feel like we're the ones going to stop our toxic cycles between all of our families and friends and everything. Yeah. And, and I feel like in doing so, we're going to lose people mm-hmm. and that's, and that's okay. It's just, we have a boundary in place and they, and I feel like sometimes family doesn't expect you to have a boundary. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. Um, you're my family, you're my blood, mm-hmm. but you won't cross this line. You, I have a certain boundary cause this is my life. This is how I feel. I feel like people need to respect that. And I feel like being family, they don't. They right. feel like they could just, well, this is just how, like we said yeah. last episode, this, this is just how I am. Right, right. And that I think family shouldn't get enough, get upset. Like when their kids or whoever in the family grows up mm-hmm. and they sort of take a step away, mm-hmm. you know, and they sort of put that distance there, right? That boundary. Um, because... If you contribute, if I've noticed that you contributed to my pain or whatever trauma, I have every right to take a step back and love you mm-hmm. from a distance, right? Yep. yep. The, you know, and again, like as as a man of faith, like when I read the Bible, like the Bible lets you know that it's important to put your put distance between you and people who have toxic habits, you know, mm-hmm. and um. And that's totally fine because at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and just have to deal with and accept your toxic habits that are putting me in a place to really have uh, self-sabotaging habits, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're making me feel uncomfortable. Like you're, you're putting me in a position to get out of my character. Like you're making me upset. You're making, right? So it's okay to, if when you, to take a step away, that's totally fine. A lot of people do not understand that when it comes to family. And I think it's like this entitlement that is like, that's my family. I can do and say what I want. No, you can. <laughs> that's not, that's not what that, you, that's, that's dumb to say something uh, like that. Because no, it is like for you to just go ahead and start nitpicking, nitpicking at somebody's lives. But one that shows the type of trauma that you're carrying, mm-hmm. the pain that you're carrying, you know, at the end of the day, we got to learn how to like be more self-aware, especially in family. We don't know who we're affecting. Mm-hmm. when we say and do certain things and don't get upset if somebody puts distance between you and them if somebody stops calling you i feel like that's a the reason perfect time to self-reflect because that's where you should be like well i'm used to talking to this person like every day yeah. or at least like 
XYZ amounts a week or a month. And it's yeah. just like, well, I'm not hearing from this person. Right. The first question me, well, myself now would be like, yeah. did I do something? Did I say something I wasn't supposed to say? Did I cross a boundary? Yeah. And if so, I'm going to be the bigger person and I'm going to reach out like, listen, we haven't talked. If I did anything to offend you or this is what I could think of, I'm sorry. I didn't mean nothing by it. Yeah. And and I feel like with family, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do that self-reflection and just take that step forward and be the bigger person. You know where I think that comes from? And I'm glad that you brought that up. I almost feel like there's a sentiment of like, it's too late for me. Like, why would I change? You know, like I'm at this age because, and it doesn't make sense to me because for those who, okay, for me, man of faith, I believe in God. I'm always on this podcast. I'm always trying to give my best opinion or perspective when it, when it comes to this, because that's, this is just my life, right? I'm not just somebody who just believes in God once in a while. No, I live my life by him and I'm trying to be the best that I can be. So when it comes to that, when it comes to God and period, like it's never too late. Like it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter what you have done in your life. God always wants to reset you. He wants to open your eyes. He wants you to understand that he can still do something in you, right? That there's purpose to you. And I almost feel like that family doesn't understand that there's a purpose to their life. Mm -hmm. I feel like they just, a lot of, especially Latino families, right? I almost feel like we're almost grown up we're taught to grow up to survive and right and it's like case. that's not the case and it's like survive and protection like i think the meaning behind those things that are shown to us are like super inconsistent with like again the life that god wants to had wants us to have because god wants us to thrive in this world right uh, if, if if god says that we are uniquely crafted and we are uniquely made if he knows every hair on our head Right. If he call us, if he set us apart, this is everything that he says. He's in the Bible. He says we are more than conquerors. He says all these different things right to us. That means that if we live in a fallen world, that God has created us to created us to thrive. Mm -hmm. There's no reason that we should be walking around here thinking that we just need to survive. Like Mm -hmm. and I I think it's just a cultural thing now. Like it's just. Maybe it's a humanity thing. I don't know what how to how to frame it that like this this thinking is just doesn't make sense, and we don't understand that we're normalizing a life that just is just causing pain to each other. It's disrupting our own characters. Like it's just ridiculous, and this is why I I am so so passionate and feel so strong about this that we need to take some time. And we need to learn about God because God will redeem a lot of the definitions that we have wrong, right? Agreed. He will redeem our mind. He'll redeem our hearts. Like he will help you deal with roots, the root of situations in your heart. He will literally change everything for you. And that's what happened with me. Like, and for us, for some of us who feel like we're still carrying pain, we're still carrying all this stuff. I almost feel like, oh no, what I do feel like is we haven't been real or okay no i'm gonna take that back because i was what i was gonna say was i don't think a lot of us have have are taking our life like seriously Mm -hmm. but i almost feel like there are many people who just don't know what to do yeah so for the reason why i came to god was because i was tired of feeling the things that i felt i was tired of thinking the thoughts that i thought and everything that i saw i said there's got to be more than this like there's got to be more than what i'm experiencing with family there's got to be more 
with everything, what I'm experiencing with people, friends, relationships, there has to be more. Like, I'm seeing people and, and they're talking about like growth being, we spoke about this, like growth being like a new job or more money, a new car, bigger house. And that's not growth. Growth is learning how to communicate. It's learning how to discipline yourself, how to lead yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and maturing and, and a lot of the things with God is right. is about reaction. Sometimes he allows you to go through things and he's, he wants to know how you're going to react to this, you know, and, and God wants to, he'll change everything about you. If you want to heal, if you want to learn how to, f- like, deal with family, God's going to be the one to teach you. You are not going to be able to do it by yourself. And I'm, I'm, people are going to look, I don't care what people think about me, what I'm saying. Is I, this is a fact for me in my life. We need God. We do. Every step of the way to deal with the stupidity, the dumb people we want to smack in the neck every day. Like, you need <laughs> him. You need him. No, because why our initial reaction is to get angry. Right. It's an okay. I ramble and I'm all over the place and I'm accepting of that. Okay. But something I heard yesterday. Um it's about like masters, right? So I think a lot of times people acknowledge God, but they don't really want to know who he is. I mean I think a lot of the times it's because some people might understand that God is the only one that'll hold them accountable for the actions. But this is what I'm saying. A lot of us want control. The pain and trauma that we that we carry, we are desperate to figure out a way to control our lives. So that comes out in the form of trying to control people. It comes out in the form of just trying to control certain things and then actually making our situations worse. And with God, God teaches you not about control, right? It's all about surrender and learning how to manage. So God will teach you how to manage your thoughts how to manage your habits, your thinking patterns, all these different things. But that comes with first surrendering to him. Surrendering to him is understanding what he says about life, understanding that he forgives you, that he wants to heal you, right? that he wants to change your heart, that he wants to do all, all this work in you. And man, it's, it's just like, I, like I'm heartbroken because I'm looking at like people are dealing with family they don't know what to do people are hurting and then when you want to present god to them you know turn you away. they turn you away and, and they they just feel uncomfortable they don't like it they're just like oh but i've seen other people and this is like i said in the first episode i was just like you got to figure out god for yourself he's the only one that understands you when you can't go to your mom or your dad and tell them how you feel and because they keep shushing you when your brother or sister is acting crazy your front everybody's judging you, your family the only one that's going to be there for you is god and that's and he's his love is unconditional no and that's true it's unconditional and i agree with that because like I, I think i said it last episode there was a lot of times where i feel like i had no one to turn to yeah like just reflect on from that first episode i lived in another state like to be honest mm-hmm. like one, I'm grateful that I got my dog. Like, he was my blessing. He helped with my depression. Mm. But it's just like, I literally, I feel like I had no one to turn to because you got one person trying to tell you what to do or this person trying to tell you what to do. Oh, I think you should do this. Or it's just like, I, I don't need to hear that right now. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate the opinions and I, I am hoping it's coming out of love. Yeah. But that's not what I'm looking for. Right. And it, is, it also sucks too because sometimes you don't know what you're looking for yourself, which also is a burden sometimes. And that's why I said, like, therapy did help because it's just like, okay, this is my, like, triggers, or this is what I'm looking for, or, like, X, Y, and Z. And it's just, like, 
when I've, I've had my times where I have my low moments and as you know, like certain thoughts go through my head, especially like, like age or whatever or whatnot. Um, but I know from the times I have prayed and especially like at my low times where I'm just sitting crying because I'm so confused and lost and I cannot call anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Listen, I cried. I go to sleep. I wake up the next day feeling beautiful because I'm like, you know what? Guy was like, okay, it's okay for you to cry tonight and let it all out, but you're going to wake up tomorrow yeah. and go back to who you was. We're going to get you back on your track that you're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. You're you're a little fuzzy in this area because you're just so stuck on a certain part of your life. And I feel like that also happens too with like family relationships, everything like that. You get so stuck on trying to fix something yeah. or mend that break or just fix so many things. It's just like, it's okay. You, you want to be the person to fix, but you also have to think about, you also have to fix yourself before you can fix other people. I feel right. like. Um, that's what it says in the Bible. It's like before you, I mean, I'm, I'm put it in the messages translation instead of like, you know, King James, but it's just like, before you go ahead and judge somebody else, right? It's like, look at yourself first. Mm-hmm. He's and the biggest humbler. Like, and this is why, this is why I don't get like, yo, the Bible got verses for everything in your life. Like everything that we go through and do it is not this sanitized religious book that, you know, you feel like is super strict about like, no, this is, it's a life book, yo. It's a life book. You got to figure it out for yourself. And I, I want people to like start this journey of healing especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to family you don't have to sit there and deal with family you don't you can put boundaries it says honor your mother and father right Mm -hmm. in the bible that's what it says honor your mother and father sometimes honoring your mother and father is putting distance between you and them it's true so what i that's why i want everybody to like take that time because well one i want to say this when it comes to God, you don't have to be all fixed up to come to him. He accepts you as you are. He loves you so much that he's not going to leave you how he found you, though. He wants you to grow. He's going to show you all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. We found God in our pain. You don't have to go to four walls to find God. God is not just a Sunday God, right? He's not just a sermon God. He's not like a Bible study God. God is an all-day, everyday God. Mm-hmm. He wants to hear from you. If you don't know how to talk to him... Yo, I'm going to say right now, when I didn't really know how to talk to him and I wasn't going through my pain, I dropped to my knees and I said, God, listen, if you're there, if you're listening to me, and I just spoke to him like a friend, and that's all that he wants. And when you continue to do that and you open your heart up to him, you're going to experience so much healing you experience such like a lens that you can look at life through that it's just going to be so different. And we don't have to, for people who are struggling with family, you don't have to sit there and deal with it. You don't have to. You really don't. You don't. And piggyback off what you said, putting that distance between parents, to be honest, I left the house late compared to the rest of my siblings. I moved away 26 or 27. I don't remember. (laughs) But to be honest, I feel like it made my mother's and and my relationship better. Yeah. Like, especially being like in a Latin household with strict parents. Where are you going? What time are you coming home? This, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. Which is a pet peeve of mine. I pray i've never that parent um (laughs) but i feel like it just made our relationship better because i feel like she like i said last episode i feel like moving away helped me find myself more understand myself better yeah and vice versa for my mom me moving away i feel like helped me understand my mom better (laughs) like just food at home Mm -hmm. 
this needs to be done, this needs to be done, license, like, all the stuff that, like, they kind of used to say when, when we were kids and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, money don't grow on trees. This don't happen. This don't happen. But um, at the same time, I feel like even though you have all this stuff going on, you can still grow with them. So sometimes I, I believe, like, if you have the opportunity to expand and at least go away for, like, a little bit or have an opportunity and you don't know what to do, do it, man. Mm -hmm. Because even though Georgia wasn't for me, it taught me a lot about myself yeah. and my relationship with my mother better. And that was growth for me. That it made it so much more better for family because my mother's family. And yeah. it helped me take away some of the grudges that I did have against family. Because mm -hmm. it's just like we're in a pandemic. Right. Like we're doing these weekly Zoom calls or I'm talking to this person every day or this person. Oh, I made amends with this person. Like it actually, actually made amends with actually a lot of people during the pandemic mm. being far away. And I, I feel like sometimes people are just so scared to do that. Like I know for me, I don't like being the first person to reach out. Yeah. Um, um, ego. Um, I don't, yeah. but that's something where like I changed um, because you don't know what the answer is going to be until you ask. You don't know how the person's feeling until you ask. Yeah. And sometimes it can be a simple communication, which I feel like is the issue sometimes when it comes to family that there's no proper communication there in that avenue yeah. that they just go on separate streets without trying to merge. Like, just do this one simple conversation, understand that person, understand that person, respect their feelings, respect their boundaries, and y'all can keep going forward. Right. And I just feel like people are just so scared to do it. Yeah. And I, I, I get it. Um, it took me some, a while to understand it and respect it. Um, but I feel like God helped me mm. when I, while I was in Georgia. I feel like he helped me so much mm. because all the times like I was heartbroken and crying and being confused and not sure of so many things. Listen, I, I said it, I'll say it again. He is the biggest humbler and he definitely humbled me. And I'm the type of person too. And I feel like I also see it across the board with a lot of families buying like the nice thing that you said, people get jealous. And I'm like, I'm the type of person, I want to root for you. I want you to get these yeah. nice things. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you make this and have your dream or have this or have that and live where you want to live and just be at peace and happiness. It's yeah. like, so why, why is there envy towards that? Right. And I feel like I see that a lot, friends and family, yeah. which is just like, why? I, I don't understand that part. I, I really yeah. don't get it. I'm the type of person, I'll be rooting for you. Like, right. Do you? You did that? We're we going to go out and celebrate. We're going to have a glass of wine. Where, where are we going? Mm. Like, I'm the biggest person to celebrate it. Like, yeah. I love seeing people happy. I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to just, just find peace and find that humbleness and, and feel secure to talk to God and talk to whoever you need to talk to. Break those, um, Break whatever you're feeling. Break those grudges because it'll help you so much. Yeah. I, I, it'll help you grow so much. Yeah. So in conclusion <laughs> to this entire uh, episode here, um, we you're not alone if you feel like you've been struggling with family. You feel like family doesn't understand you. Um, in some way, shape, or form, we all carry some sort of pain or trauma, or some experience that's very uncomfortable when it comes to family. But you don't have to hold on to that. You can let that go. You can be free from that. 
there's no point in wasting so much energy trying to change people who already made a decision to be the way that they want to be. Um, I understand when nobody else understands you and your family, God's got you. If you don't know how to come to God, man, just start talking to him like a friend. Um, get a Bible, look up some sermons, I don't something, music, because I promise you all the pay, all the pain that you are carrying, everything that you don't know how to deal with, he's going to be the perfect person, the perfect one to help you get through it all. So, one, thank you for being vulnerable. Of course. Today. Um, and next episode, I'm going to share some stuff. He's next, guys. Uh, so, yeah, today was good. It was. It was. Uh, and just to piggyback off what you said before, mm-hmm. before we go, there's certain sermons that I use that if I'm feeling lonely, depressed, mm-hmm. anxious, guys, well, technology nowadays, you just got to Google it. And there's certain ones I go to that help me when I feel a certain way. And I feel yeah. 10 times better when I read them. Read them out loud. Read them in the park. Go somewhere where you find your peace. I like being by the water. So Actually, I like that you brought that up. <laughs> right? To go a little bit longer real quick. Because one thing I do want to say about that is this. Is that... Uh, and it's not it's not to 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 like knock you or anything, but I want I want people to understand that like God's not a feel good God. What I mean by that is is that He's just not going to just help you feel better. Mm-hmm. Like He wants you to change, right? And I think what we always do is for people who try to follow God and believe in Him, is that we limit Him to just feeling good. And God's supposed to be a limitless God, right? So it's like going to something to feel better mm-hmm. is is you're on the right track, but you're not done yet. Oh, of right. Course. So it's like for some for people who do that, because there's so many people who do that. And I'm not gonna go on a tangent because we're coming at time, but like so many people do that and then they they have this 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 attitude towards the world that's like, well, my life is not like getting better, like, you know, like, but I do this. And it's like But, but you're just more trying to, to feel that. you're just trying to feel better about the mistakes that you've made or the experiences that you went through. Like you gotta actually change. Like no. you have to put in the work to change. You have to. No, I agree. So when when I do that, like my thing is water. I I'm like I said, I'm more spiritual. So water I feel like just recharges me and just mm-hmm. cleanses me. But when I have my moments, I read those, but then I just don't finish with those. I like I have my moments where I say like thank you God for helping me with this and this and this or bring this to my attention. Or I'll run into like a random person and I'll just come up and talk to me randomly and it just brings me so much joy i'm just like that was an angel talking to me that was an angel telling me it was going to be okay like there's so much more to do like i like i said last episode i write or i talk or music helps me express yeah but i feel like it's just a start but i agree there's so much more to it than that because yes he's helping you and you're reading this passage to relieve that feeling but then you also have to thank him and be like and talk to him about what else you're feeling because it's not yeah. just that we're mixed with so many emotions mm-hmm. it's more to it than that i feel like like yeah. you can't just turn to him when you're feeling lonely or you want love or you want money <laughs> like it does not work that way because if it worked that way i feel like we will all be yeah. where we want to be at in life but like you said like he wants you to change he wants you to grow but for people that don't do it it's a good way to start yeah. find like your peace like i said i like water or going like in nature mm-hmm. sometimes um, she like she like water. She like water. <laughs> All right. All right. The well, Upworth accent. <laughs> um, cool. This has been fun, it guys. Has. Thank you for watching another episode of Faith in the Wild, and tune in for next episode. One, we thank you for everybody that's showed us so much love. 
you know, seriously, uh, I was not week. expecting that much. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Let's you know get I mean? it. So appreciate y'all, and see you next episode. Bye, guys. Peace. Bye.